Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. We did it. We made it to another weekend. Today, we are going to revisit a topic that I find endlessly fascinating. It's a little mini-series we started last year called Nerdy Jobs. Now, what I love about these conversations is that they are a peek into a totally different career than your own. They're a chance to learn about creativity and craft in a huge variety of fields and about how a person ended up doing something super cool and surprising and maybe even a little bit random. Today, we're going to listen back and hear from some professional knitters and someone who watches movies as her job. But first up is a game designer. Elizabeth Hargrave is the creator of the wildly popular game Wingspan. She says it all started when she and her nature nerd friends realized all their favorite board games were about topics they didn't actually care about. We were like, why are there no games about anything that we're actually interested in? Like, why are they all about castles and trains? Many of you have probably already played it, but for those of you Wingspan noobs out there, here's how Elizabeth describes the game. Each card is a different bird, and you are playing out your own personal set of birds into this uh, area that's sort of like a park that you control. And the different areas in the park let you do different things in the game. So one lets you get more cards, and one lets you lay eggs, which are points. And as you put birds out into those different areas, they make you better at doing those basic elements of the game. Obviously, Elizabeth has thought a lot about that magical combination of when a game is both difficult and fun. So you have games with very simple rules like Uno, but also not a lot of decisions to make. And you have games with super complicated rules that give you lots and lots to think about. And the trick is to find that sweet spot in the middle where you have your rules as close to the Uno rules as you can get, but the the interesting decisions and the and the like meatiness there that um, you know people who play games that were designed for grown-ups sometimes really crave. The thing is, Elizabeth wasn't always a full-time board game designer. For most of her career, she was a health policy wonk who just happened to really love playing board games. My spouse claims that he was the one who said, like, there should be a game about birds. What if we had, like, Race for the Galaxy, but with birds? And then my brain just wouldn't let it go. And it became this very satisfying puzzle of, like, okay, how, how would I make this game? Elizabeth says most game designers start like this. They probably have a totally different day job, and game making is just their super nerdy side hustle. The thing their brain just wouldn't let go of. Health policy and an elaborate game about birds may not seem to have a lot in common, but Elizabeth says she managed to find the sweet spot where they overlapped. I'm a big Excel geek, 
and also did a lot of data analysis for my day job and that is definitely something that played into like designing a deck of 170 cards that are actually based on real bird characteristics. Once a game is developed, there are usually two options for a game designer. You can do a Kickstarter campaign and make the game yourself, or you can find a publisher. In that case, they'll do all the manufacturing and marketing and distribution for you. For Wingspan, Elizabeth partnered with Stonemeyer Games. She says from the very beginning, it seemed like the game was going to be a thing. They started a Facebook group, and they started, I think for the month before they started sales, they didn't like completely say what the game was at first, but they started just posting some pictures of the components and people started freaking out even just from that. In 2019, Wingspan won a very fancy German board gaming prize for best connoisseur game of the year. Trust me, it was a very big deal. I went to Berlin, came back from that and flew directly to a site visit for my health policy job and was just like, I can't, I just can't do this. <laughs> like if I could choose to travel for my health policy job or travel for my game design, game conventions are a lot more fun. So... <laughs> Elizabeth found herself in a very lucky position. She was able to make the choice to step away from her day job and embrace games full time. In addition to Wingspan, Elizabeth has designed two other games that are out, Mariposa and Tussie Mussie. Since we first aired this story, Elizabeth also designed The Fox Experiment, which is now on Kickstarter and will hopefully be released this year. So far, all four have strong connections to the natural world, but game five might be totally different. Before the pandemic, I was working on a game that was about stunt people. It was a game that involved like, physically flicking little people around and, st you know, like jumping off of buildings physically. <laughs> I need to get back to that. Thanks to Jenny Miller for suggesting that we talk to Elizabeth. After the break, we are going to hear from someone who helps teach streaming service robots how to recommend your next favorite show. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Our next nerdy job profile is of Sherry Gulmohammed. She's an editorial insights strategist for Netflix. That's a very fancy way of saying I watch movies and TV shows for a living. For hours each day, Sherry literally binges Netflix for work in order to assign metadata to movies and shows. Metadata is data about data. So basically, as Sherry's watching something, she's checking boxes to help people find what they may like. For example, maybe you are watching something that you really like on Netflix. On the show page, it might use the word scandalous to describe it. 
you can click the word scandalous and find hundreds of other things people like Sherry and her colleagues have categorized as scandalous. And who doesn't love a scandal? Sherry says she goes through hundreds and hundreds of labels for every show. Things like quirky, irreverent, raunchy. And then there are storylines, you know, fighting the system, um, science and tech gone wrong. That's one of my favorite ones. We do have every single kind of thing that could attack you. Bears, bugs, you know, crabs. I don't know if there's actual crabs. Oh, here's a really great one. I believe we have a tag. It's like evil children. (laughs) Any kind of crime you could do, anything you can think of, we probably have a tag for it. Tagging is important for a couple of reasons. It helps inform what the platform recommends to you, of course. Scandalous. Yes, more scandalous, please. But also, this way, stuff is properly marked if it's explicit in some way. We don't want people to sit down with their children to watch something because we told them it was appropriate, and then it isn't. Sherry can power through a full season of a show in just a couple of days, but she's not, like, vegging out with popcorn the whole time. I'm taking a lot of notes. I am working while I'm watching. I stand up while I watch. Even when she's watching something that she may not like, she is happy to know that her tags might help someone else find it and be delighted by it. I love to think of my job as still sort of being back at the video store or working at a bookstore. Even when you are shelving books or putting away movies in the olden times, um, these, these, were, these are all things that someone was going to pick up and, and take home with them. And that's still, it's the same feeling I get here, even though it's digital. And yes, if you were wondering, she still watches TV for pleasure on the weekends, but she will actually sit on the couch for that. Up next, we're going to talk to some people who managed to turn one of my favorite hobbies into a job. I think that most knitters are knitters because we love squishy. (laughs) That's right. We're going to talk to knitters. Plumper, like plump's another one. We like plumpy and we like squishy. And I personally love, like for me, it's all about texture and color and bringing those worlds together and wrapping myself up in it. Like professional knitters. I'm Andrea Mowry of Drea Renee Knits, and I write knitting patterns. My name is Sophia Tally. I am the drug knitter on Instagram, and that's my website. Really professional. My name is Jennifer Berg. I am native knitter, um, and I'm Navajo or Diné. Um, that's the tribe I come from. Yat a Jennifer Berg Yanishia. My clans are Wunagafni Nishlin, Vilagana Bushishchin, Tachini Deshich A, and Beishbichat Deshanele. These three design knitting patterns. That means they write out detailed instructions for how to make a cute stripy pair of socks or giant blanket or cozy sweater or hat. You could learn something new about knitting every day for your life and never learn at all. It just doesn't matter if you mess up because you can unravel it until that yarn falls apart, you know? And so it's kind of, it gives us the freedom to be the faulty humans that we all are. Andrea learned from her grandma when she was a kid. A friend taught Jennifer as an adult and Sophia found some old school YouTube videos when she was a teenager. Today, they all sell their patterns on sites like Ravelry, where a pattern for a sweater usually costs between $5 and $10. They all bring unique elements of their own stories to their designs. 
my goal was always to make everything I do like inclusive, um, not just with image, you know, with being an African American woman, but also um, make all of my designs so that, like, so that way a beginner knitter who does not have, you know, the funds to make this giant, you know, piece. Like, they could come out and make a sweater for 10 bucks. Like, I have a cardigan called a scrapper cardigan. Scrap yarn is just leftover yarn for those who aren't yarnies. Where you just use all of your scrap yarn to create a cohesive piece. My grandma had, like, spun, you know, spun wool her whole life. My great-grandmother was the weaver, and she started a store out on um, I-40, like, when there was just Route 66, and she'd run down with her weavings and you know sell them and now it's still there my family stores a fourth generation store and i think that's where a lot of like my design and everything comes from is from just being immersed in so much pottery and designs from local people bringing them in the earliest known bit of knitted fabric is from more than 1500 years ago in 2020 a forbes article says 45 million people know how to knit or crochet There's a BBC article from the same year with the headline, How Knitting Became Cool. Especially during the pandemic, there's a real sense of community around the craft that's exploded in the best possible way. So I went very much from, I didn't, I did not know a single knitter besides my grandma. Um, To now, I just feel like we're everywhere. Growing up, I've always knitted and I always crocheted, but I never met anyone outside of my family that loved that, that looked like me. It's a really meaningful job because um, it, it has given me an outlet and like, like I said, a platform to be able to speak about Dinette people. And like in, in most of my patterns, I tried to not only you know, express how much I love this, but also educate to make sure that people understand that Diné people exist today. Because I think a lot of people think that we're like mythical people, but I'm like, no, I'm I'm just a normal person in, you know, in the world doing the same things you are eating at Taco Bell and, you know. (laughs) But I love, especially in the past couple of years, the fact that those of us who haven't had those knitters in our communities and actually meet up and just feel not alone (laughs) in this craft that we tend to end up getting really obsessed with. Which is all to say, if you haven't started knitting yet, maybe now is the time to try. It is a very fun and weird group of people, I promise. We're the best. The world always needs more knitters. We heard from Andrea Maori, who is Drea Renee Knits on Instagram, and Jennifer Berg, who's Native Knitter on Instagram, and Sophia Talley, who is the Drunk Knitter. Thank you so much for listening to this little anthology of our Nerdy Job series so far. We would love to get some more of these profiles together, and we would love your help to do it. Do you have an exquisitely nerdy job? Do you know someone who you think we should talk to for the series? Either someone you know personally or someone whose weird work you admire. I am thinking anatomy textbook illustrators, food stylists, opera singers, book repair people. Seriously, if it is niche and weird, we want to talk about it. So if you have any ideas, send us an email. You can send it to nerdatpodcast at gmail.com. Or of course, you could DM us on Twitter or Instagram. We are at both places at nerdatpodcast. Nerdette is produced by me and Anna Bauman. J.P. Swenson builds our newsletter. And our executive producer is Brendan Banazak. We will see you next week. 
Nice, squishy, and plumpy. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.